Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory to God. Welcome to the Holy Spirit service. Anybody going to receive something tonight? Yeah. Amen. Been meditating on something that Brother Hagen said. Uh, he said that a Holy Ghost service had three parts that the Lord had told him. A Holy Ghost service had three parts. You had the Word teached. You had the gifts of the Spirit or the manifestations of the Holy Ghost in operation and joy was released. Joy was present, the joy of the Holy Ghost. I want you to turn real quickly to Psalms 91 and verse 14. And I'll have you know that for the last three weeks straight, I've actually preached my notes. This is an impressive moment. <laughs> it's impressive. I'm like, man, is that three weeks in a row? Wow. That hadn't happened in a while. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and for your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercy. Amen. Just looking at these three verses, Psalm 91, verse 14 through 16, it says, because he has loved me, this is God talking, okay? This is the Lord talking about us. He says, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. Now you go back to this morning service about the name. See, what happens when you know the name? He sets you securely on high. He sets you securely on high. Not yet, George. Uh, he sets you securely on high because he has known my name. When we know his name. See, we can know of his name, but do, do we know it in our, in our minds or do we know it in the core of who we are? Do we know it in the core of who we are? Verse 15, he will call upon me and I will answer him. Glory to God. I will be with him in trouble and rescue him and honor him. This is God talking about you. This is God talking about us. This is awesome. He says, with a long life, I will satisfy him and let him see my salvation. Now, I want you to hear that part. Long life and satisfied life. Now, what is a satisfied life? What's a satisfied life? What does that mean? A long and satisfied life. In other words, this is not just saying, this is not just saying that I'm going to give them long life. It means that in the long life, he's going to satisfy us. In the long life, he will satisfy us. Well, one, one thing about that is that that life is a full it means enriched, plenty, and full. That means he pours out riches in you. He pours riches into your life. We're not talking about just a life with a little bit. No, he, he enriches you. He enriches you. You know, like Johnny enriches desserts when he makes them. He, he enriches them. You know, it's not a little bit. It's a lot. He enriches us. It's like, uh, you know, in the spirit that God just pours out all the, all the good, all the sugar, all the taste, taste good stuff, right? He enriches our life. He enriches us. He enriches us. Amen. He fills us. He fills us. And he gives us plenty. Now, let me ask you a question. According to this scripture, at what point does God not want you filled with plenty and enriched? Never. So then, if God doesn't want it, should we ever see it? No. But I, I would, if I asked the question, I think everybody in here would say at one point, you've seen where your life hasn't been enriched. Okay, but that doesn't mean that it's not available. That doesn't mean that it's not a promise. It just means we didn't see it for some reason. There's going to be a reason. We've got to find out what that is. But we've got to know the end result of God is to get you enriched. It's to get you enriched. It's to get you filled. 
with plenty and to enrich you. Why? Well, multiple things, but the main two things is this. He loves you. He loves you. You're the apple of his eye. He loves you with an everlasting love. Second thing is, he wants to establish his covenant on the earth. He gives you an abundance for every good work. He wants to enrich your life filled with plenty so that you will have everything you need to do to go do what he wants to do through you. Man, that's a lot of ooh sounds. So that you can have everything you need to go do what God wants to do through you. Amen? That's what, that's, that's what he wants to do. Amen. For you. <laughs> Amen. He wants you enriched with plenty. Just receive that right now. Maybe just close your eyes and lift your hands and just start receiving a full and satisfied life. Now, who says you got to wait on it? Who said you got to wait on it? He's already promised. You can just reach up and grab it right now. <laughs> you can just reach up right now. Lord, I receive a full and satisfied life. I see it's your will. I see you have it for me. Why wait? <laughs> Why wait? Why wait? Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You can go ahead, George. They got some notes for you. Tonight, we're talking about joy. I told you there'd be joy, but here's what you got to know. Didn't I say this morning, we're going to talk about joy tonight. Or you're going to have joy tonight. You remember, remember me saying that? But I didn't know what I was ministering yet. I just knew it would be good, whatever it was. I didn't find out what I was ministering until about an hour ago. But the Lord directed me, and here's what I want you to see. See this, hear this, understand this. What is this season meant to be? A season of great joy. Good news, great news of great, good news of great joy. Luke chapter 2. Good news of great joy. I saw we were watching, uh, we had our TV on. Uh, a fireplace, like a digital fireplace on YouTube the other night, other night, and it was playing Christmas music. And it wasn't putting out any heat, but it was crackling and popping and playing Christmas music. And we were happy. <laughs> and uh, we were sitting there, and about that time, it was on YouTube, and they were streaming live, and so it had comments on there. And I watched, and uh, one of the comments said, I don't like Christmas season. I don't like it. And I realize, and I've seen that and heard that before. They're like, everybody's just in joy. Everybody, you know, just is supposed to be cheerful, and it's just not. And I've watched, as you know how the devil will come. Now watch this. The devil has schemes, and, the, and this is something that we're studying right now, and the impact is spiritual warfare. And it, there's multiple verses that talk about the schemes of the enemy. And one of the schemes of the enemy is to come in, destroy some part of, person's, of a person's life, but then block them to ever receiving the comfort from Jesus again. And so they'll come in and, you know, somebody will, uh, somebody will have a tragedy around Christmas. Or you'll have somebody that's, that's uh, not uh, married or something. Or they're not dating somebody. And so they relate that season with the negative instead of, like what we're talking about today, always giving thanks. And because they won't always give thanks, they'll fall into a negative in that season. And then every year when that season comes around, it'll bring up the negative of a season that actually should be full of great joy. And see, so you have to learn how to come out of that. You have to learn how to, you know, like uh, in Matthew chapter 5 where it says, you know, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted, right? They shall be comforted. The end result of God's plan for you is to enter into the comfort. 
to enter into the fullness, the satisfied, the enriched, the plenty. Right? That's, that's God's end result. So if we sit there and we hold on to the morning, you know, the M-O-U-R-N, the not, not morning like the you know, night or day or morning or night, but no, morning, weeping, morning. If we hold on to that morning instead of giving ourselves to the comfort of the Lord, then we will find ourselves in a trap that continuously cycles over and over and over and over. And I didn't know what I was ministering tonight, but while I was sitting back here and praying uh, during the break, uh, I heard the Lord say this. And I'll read it. It's on, it's on your notes there. Don't let the devil steal this season of joy from you. Don't let the devil steal this season of joy for you. And what we're going to see today is that every season should be a season of joy for you. And maybe this one just makes it easier for you to, to enter in. But for a believer, every season should be a season of joy. And don't let the devil steal this season of joy from you. It's not right. I see people around Valentine's Day, the same trap, around Valentine's Day. They get all down and depressed because they don't have a date. Just start praising God. Just start praising God. I had plenty of years. Valentine's Day came around. And, and y'all might not know this, but I'm a romantic at heart. You might not believe that, but I am. I would, I would be like, I want somebody to date in high school. I want somebody to date. I want somebody to date. I didn't have them a lot of times, many times. And uh, then he'd come around Valentine's Day. And all of a sudden, you know, I'd see people, it used not to be this way quite as much, but we've allowed a spirit of heaviness to come into the world, and around Valentine's Day, all of a sudden, they get depressed because they didn't have anybody. The Lord says, rejoice always. In everything, give thanks. What are we doing? See, when we start paying attention to the lack and we get into the emotion of that, we get ourselves into a trap. And that's exactly where the devil wants you to be. Do not allow the devil to steal this season of joy from you. And that should be all the time. Joy is yours to be had all the time. Look at this verse. Look at uh, John chapter 15 and verse 10. John 15, 10. Verse 10 and 11. Anybody that's watching online, share the broadcast. Glory to God. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will, be, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Verse 11. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy, not just somebody else's joy, Jesus' joy. We're talking about the joy of Jesus. What level of joy? His joy may be in you. That's some more joy. And that your joy may be full. A satisfied life. Full and satisfied. That your joy may be full. That your joy may be... F How? Just a little bit. No. Plenty. Overflowing. Full and satisfied life. Full of joy. Full of joy. Full of joy. Glory to God. Full of joy. Full of joy. It's not something where we're supposed to fall into a trap. You see, in this year, more than any other year I've ever seen in my life, it's like the devil's trying to steal the joy out of the season. He's trying to steal the joy out of the season. He's wanting everybody to be under so much pressure that when we celebrate the greatest news of all time, we won't really feel it. He wants the joy of this season to be stolen. But God wants you in a full and satisfied life, full of his joy and overflowing every second of every day for the rest of eternity and overflowing joy. Glory. But this has been his will for a long, 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 long time. 
and yet not everybody's walked in it. So what does that tell us? Just because it's been there doesn't mean we get it automatically. Hey, I'm a Christian. Okay, zap, bang, boom. Ah! And all of a sudden we're full of joy. It doesn't happen like that. It's not the way it works. No, you, we have to decide to put on some joy, to receive the joy, to step out of, oh, morning sucks, joy, much better. It really is that simple, and it really needs to be done on that level. I mean, really. And, it, and it's that simple of a decision. I, I've had times, and I'm sitting there, and stuff's going wrong, going wrong, going wrong. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, and I'm like, nah. And then I'll recognize. I'll, I'll wake up to it, and I'll be like, can't stay here. Can't stay here. Morning irritated, stinks, joy, much better. And I just got to say, I'm not staying here. I'm not going to, listen, I'm not going to allow the devil to steal my season of joy. Not going to allow it. All of a sudden you step into joy. Joy does some things. Joy does some things. But you have to recognize it and make a decision. Anytime you're feeling pressure, mad, angry, sad, mourning, all of that stuff, devil equals devil. Not that stuff equals God. Jesus. Sad, bad, angry, mad, devil. Not that, God. Jesus. So if you feel like that, say, huh, I don't want to be here. Joy! And make it that simple. And it's amazing what can happen to you. All of a sudden the joy happens. Joy, joy. We could, dump, we could jump right in right now, but Brother Hagin said there's got to be teaching in the Holy Spirit service, so I'm not done yet. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. In a quick search, I found 11 other scriptures in the New Testament. 11 other scriptures in the New Testament that talk about you having a fullness of joy. It seems like to me, Jesus talked about this quite a lot. Why? He wants your joy to be full. No matter what it looks like. No matter how it feels. I, just this, this morning, right after service, Miss Leslie came up to me. She said, i got to tell you something. I said, well, tell me. And she said, I've been here uh, for, this marks about a year, is that right? Been here for, tomorrow makes, makes about a year. All of a sudden, I'm going to make her joyful by not calling her up here. And <laughs> I'll just tell, tell you what she said. She said, when I walked in here, she said, that day I didn't have a car. I, I was down. I needed something. She said, you spoke to me and you said this. Everything's going to be okay. She said, and I heard it. She said, uh, Mark, I think he was knocked out in the Holy Ghost too. He said, but when he was knocked out in the Holy Ghost, he came to me and said, by the Spirit, the Spirit told him to tell me, everything's going to be okay. And she knew I was going to be all right. I mean, there were things not working out. There were things that were, that were in lack that day. But by the next week, they weren't in lack anymore. Is that right? She said, and things just been going up ever since then. And see, she started to learn how to say, Huh, this is not my location. This is not where I should be. Joy. Joy. I've watched her. She smiles more. <laughs> see, look. No pressure. <laughs> but isn't that just like the Holy Ghost? Give me a word. Mark not know it. And he get the same word by the Holy Spirit to give to her. Isn't that awesome? Why? Because God's interested in your fullness of joy. He's interested in your fullness of joy. Don't let the devil steal this season of joy for, from you. Now, I don't know about you, but... There is a difference between happiness and joy. There's a difference between it. 
And I've never really had a good way of defining it, but I think tonight I got about the best way to look at it that I've had so far, and I hope you understand it. If you don't, then I'll keep, keep on working on it. One of the things that we see, and we use it very much, we'll say, oh, I just want to be happy. Well, eh, eh, not really. Not really. Yeah, you do want to be happy, but that's not all there is. There's something stronger than happy, and it's called joy. Joy is stronger than happy. Joy, happy, won't necessarily take you to joy. See, I see a lot of people in the world that get happy just because something in the world happens to them, but very quickly they lose happy. But if you get in true joy, that'll take you to happy. Okay? Let's look at that. Happy, even in the word, it means this, blessed and fortunate, and some would even say, uh, in a more worldly way, lucky. Blessed. But in blessed is, is one thing. In other words, if I, I know I've had friends in the past, and I go up to them and say, how you doing? They go, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Well, good. Tell me about the blessings. Don't just, I'm blessed. And they're, what they're doing, they're confessing. But let's go from confessing to possessing, yeah. right? Let's move into manifesting, right? Let's move into that area. Let's stop. In other words, let's get that out of just a patented response. Connect it with faith in your heart. And let's tell me why you're blessed. Tell me why you're blessed. Move into the manifestation of that blessed. In other words, now this in happy means this. It means that when you're happy and you're blessed, it's an emotion from manifestation. So, if I was standing up here and I just, you know, the Lord told me to bless somebody with, you know, $100 or $1,000, something like that. Guess what? That person, when they receive, they'd be happy. Yeah, they'd be happy. I got some receivers in here. They're like, that's me. That happens to me all the time. Well, talk to the Lord. He tells me, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, amen. Amen. Bill Winston, when he preaches, he, he says, somebody hears from the Spirit at just the right time, they'll say what? Flow. And somebody will say flow. They're telling them to flow in the Holy Ghost. He said, who, who heard that? Come up here, and he gives them a $100 bill. And, uh, and then he also said, and so what he'll have? He'll have people, as soon as he starts preaching, they're like, flow, 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 flow. <laughs> He's like, you ain't hearing it right. Wait, you got to hear it from the Holy Ghost. And then, then he says, who's got the, you know, the New Living Translation? Here, bring, bring your New Living Translation. Well, he'll read a scripture that he needs out of the New Living. And he says, uh, having the word and knowing the word pays. And he'll put a $100 bill in their Bible. I always like that. It made me like Bill Winston right away. I think he's got, there might be some wisdom in that, you know. And uh, anyway, man, you ought to see it when he asks for a translation. <gasps> I mean, it just, hands go up everywhere. Flow! Flow! Amen. I saw that same thing when I said that a second ago. So what would happen if I brought somebody up here and did that? They'd be happy. They would be happy. But see, that happiness is an emotion based off of a manifestation of the blessing in their life, at least for a moment. Uh, it's a, an emotion, and understand that that manifestation doesn't necessarily come from God, and happy doesn't necessarily mean it's a good happy. It could be a fleshly happy, right? Happy is an emotion based off of a manifestation. You have a lot of people that enjoy the pleasures of sin, and they're happy over that for a moment. So just happy doesn't mean that it's spiritual. It doesn't mean that it's God that's doing the blessing. It just means I've had something in my life that either my spirit or my flesh considers a blessing and my emotions are happy about it. And that's what most people are looking for. But they don't realize that that true happiness is found in Christ. Now I want you to, I want you to see this in your notes. It says happiness is a temporary location. A temporary location. But joy, joy means a calm delight. Now, that doesn't mean that joy is not loud. That doesn't mean that joy is not bouncy, you know, like some of the kids 
after, you know, if you don't come get them, we feed them candy. (laughs) No, it's saying that no matter what's going on, they're at peace. It's a sense of peace on it all. It's a calm delight, not anxious is what calming, not anxious. Uh, It's not that joy's not loud. Joy is loud, we'll see that. Joy's loud, all right? It's a cheerfulness and a gladness. And this is different from the emotion of happiness. There's a sense of peace on it all. Now listen, joy is not an emotion, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit. Joy is a fruit that we can constantly, fully walk in. Not just a little bit, but fully walk in. It is potentially a permanent, not a location like happiness. It's a potentially a permanent state of being. It's a state. It's, it's what we're carrying with us, right? It's not just a location. It's, it's who I am, okay? Now watch this. Our location of happy is based on our state of joy. In other words, you want to be more happy? You want to have more manifestation of the blessing of God in your life? Learn to walk in joy. Learn to walk in the fruit of joy. You'll notice that all of the fruit of the Spirit, they're a choice. Every one of the fruit of the Spirit is a choice. It's something that you can change. In our leadership uh, team, one of the things that we did is we went over a book uh, talking about EQ. What was the name of that book? Emotional Intelligence. And it's talking about EQ, like IQ is intellectual quotient. It's talking about how smart you are. But EQ is your emotional intelligence. It's how mature you are emotionally. And this is the one you can grow in, you can change. And the more you change, literally, the more you get paid. In in any job, the higher people were in their EQ, in their emotional maturity, the more they got paid wherever they were at. The higher they were, the more they got paid. Well, here's what I want you to see. That in that, when we were talking about emotional maturity, it was just the fruit of the Spirit. It was the fruit of the Spirit. It was was making a choice to walk in the things that God had given you as fruit. It was making that. And if we will put, in other words, God had it the whole time. If you'll walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you'll, you'll be more blessed. Even in your job, you'll make more money. Every, in matter of fact, the emotional maturity was rated on the scale one to a hundred, you know, and uh, they and most most people are somewhere around the average person's probably somewhere around fifty, like it's not not as high as what you think, and uh, but they said they said this in the book after they had done the test and measured it, this was measurable, every point of emotional maturity that you grew in. On average, that, that group, on average, earned over $2,000 more a year. So if you, in other words, if, on average, if you grew in 10 points in emotional maturity or the fruit of the Spirit, you would earn, on average, $20,000 more a year. God's had this in the Bible the whole time. Yeah. Put on the fruit of the Spirit. You'll make more money. <laughs> Science has now proven it. It's been there though, if we'd only listened. If only we would have listened. It's like Jesus knows something. It's, it's crazy, I know. It's like he's God or like the son of God. It's, and I mean, I wish I had a book that would tell me he was the son of God and that he knew what he was talking about. Our location of happy is based on our state of joy. If you, you know, I, I've had several people already this year tell me that they got, I got a bonus for Christmas, and I got a raise, and I got this. And you know what? It was the most amazing thing. Nobody called me with a bonus or a raise that didn't have happy on. They were all happy. <laughs> they were all like happy, 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 happy. They were all happy. See, if we'll learn to put on joy, we'll walk in more happy. How would you like it if happy happened all the time? That was almost a tongue twister. How would you like it if happy happened all the time? 
you like it if happy happened all the time? I would too. Put on joy. Put on joy. Choose it. Choose it when you feel the devil bad, angry, sad, mad, not glad. Choose no joy. Choose it. It's a state of being. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And it'll cause all that stuff to go away if I will choose joy. Now look at this. <laughs> Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Great joy. Can you tell I get joy when I preach? I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm enriched with joy when I preach. I put it on on purpose. Not because of the location of everybody's smile. I put on joy because I have joy in the Lord, no matter what people are looking at me like. No matter what they look at me like, I put on joy. Why? Because I know... see. I know the power of the word, and no matter where you're at that day, or even where I'm at that day, if I'll preach that power and anointing of that word, it'll turn my frown upside down. It will. It'll take me to a happy place because the power of joy. It'll, it, the power of joy. It'll start helping me get out of those mad, sad, bad places. It'll help me get out of the. As soon as I start preaching the word, because the word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, it will accomplish what it was sent to do, and it'll chop off that junk in my life. And so I put on joy based off of what I know about the preaching of the word. And I'll start to put on, and I'll act silly. I mean, I'm, I'm silly anyway, but I'll act. Some, I, sometimes I'm, I'm shocked at what I say in front of y'all. Like... <laughs> I think a lot of people, they think, well, he sat around and he had that one made up. No, 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 that's not how it works. No, no, I think left alone, I'm not funny. I'm not funny at all. <laughs> left alone, y'all would never laugh. I'd laugh, but y'all wouldn't. I'd be funny in my own head, but not, it wouldn't be in front of a crowd. I, like, I literally prayed, like, Lord, I think I need to be funnier when I preach. Help me be funnier. Guess what? I started being funnier. And I found more, well, maybe not. Maybe you were just laughing more. Maybe I wasn't funny. Maybe, I don't. At least you're laughing more. But a lot of it had to do with joy. A lot of it came back to a point at the old building. We were sitting there, and uh, we were praising. And uh, at that time, we had the lights turned down, and I was sitting there praising, and I was mad, and I was angry, and I was irritated because, you know, half the people weren't there, and um, maybe more than half weren't there. And uh, I was just mad. It was just a bleh. And the Lord said, you're not having any fun. And I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I went, you're right. I'm not. I know y'all have never had conversations with the Lord like that, but I did one day. I mean, what was I going to do? Hide it like, oh no, Lord, I'm really having fun right now. No, I wasn't having fun. He said, you need to choose to be joyful. I went, <clears throat> and I was thinking, I don't feel like it. I didn't tell him that, but I'm sure he heard me think it. <laughs> but then I said, okay, I'll put on joy. And you know what? That day I had fun. I had happy, which I hadn't had in a while, because I chose joy over the mad, bad set. I chose joy over that. And all of a sudden, I started finding, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen all night tonight. Because you start to preaching about joy. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word preached. You're going to start to see joy. Amen. 
I'm just deciding when to cut it loose. Like I could walk over there by her right now or call her up and we'd have an explosion. But I ain't done teaching yet. <laughs> but the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for some of y'all, for a few. For everybody but Albemarle. Oh. oh! That means anybody that wants to can grab a hold of great joy. Who, who's going to choose that? It's a choice. It's a state. I'm choosing it tonight. Just say that I'm choosing joy tonight. I'm ditching mad, bad, sad. I'm choosing joy. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I already know. I already know what's going to happen. So you just prepare thyself. You know too, don't you? You do. Both of you. As soon as we were in worship, I looked over, I saw Levi, and I went, oh boy. I know what I'm preaching on. Now if you try to hold it back, you're going to be in trouble. I'm just telling you. <laughs> the Lord's going he'd be like try to hold it up get, up get under pressure and what happens when something gets under pressure and can't hold it boom <laughs> boom an explosion of joy of course you can it'd be entertaining for me like, like I would enjoy it so you just do whatever you want <laughs> Matthew 25 21 and his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Yeah. The joy of the Lord. Acts 13, 52. And the disciples were continually, all the time, everywhere, in every place, continually filled with joy. Filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. All the time, everywhere, in every place, in every situation, continually filled with joy. Joy, joy, joy. Down in your heart. Sometimes I have thoughts up here and they're God and they surprise me. Sometimes I have thoughts and they are not God and I'm like, thank you that I don't have to say that. <laughs> and the Lord's like, you better not. I just had one of those a second ago and I about busted out and see I'd have been laughing by myself and y'all have been like, oh, he's just feeling the joy. No, he's thinking about how he's thought a stupid thought in the flesh and, and it really was funny, but he can't tell y'all. <laughs> Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God, listen to this, the kingdom, the domain of the king, the place where the king rules, the kingdom is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace, and say it with me, and joy, joy in the Holy Spirit. You'll notice that joy and the Holy Spirit go together a whole bunch. Because he's a spirit of joy. You know, everybody, everybody thinks about the Holy Spirit and they're like, ooh, this mystical cloud. And, and maybe he looks kind of like a dove. He's a spirit of joy. Everywhere he goes, joy shows up. In that verse before, they were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. This verse, the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy! Holy Ghost! Joy! It goes together. You're going to separate them? Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the... Fruit of the... Love. Joy. It's a fruit. Joy. Fruit of the Spirit. Joy. He wants your joy. He wants your life filled, satisfied, enriched, overflowing. <laughs> Filled, overflowing, filled, filled with joy. 
Field favored feel. Field favored feel. With joy. <laughs> First time he saw the joy, I think he was doing really good at controlling his face. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> like, oh. like, I know there's something different about my people, but I ain't sure about this joy stuff. <laughs> well, joy is not just a promise, it's a command. It's a command. So when we get to bad, mad, sad, it's not, it's not like, well, okay, you know, it, God doesn't think like this. Well, you know, you don't have to come out of it if you don't want to. No, that, he'll let you do that, but that's not really how he thinks. He thinks, put on joy, child. Child of mine, put on joy. Put it on. He's thinking, why don't you put on joy? Why don't you put on joy? Psalms 32, 11. Now watch this. I want you to notice there's several of these that are Old Testament, and that's going to be important in a second. Old Testament command. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all who are upright in heart. All who are upright in heart. And shout for joy. Shout for joy. He says rejoice. In other words, you had a joy. Watch this. You had a joy. That hadn't happened every time. Rejoice. Watch. How can you rejoice? How many people of his people does he tell to rejoice? You want to tell me what happened? So now they have joy at your try. At your shout for joy. That's good. Is that what you did? You tried. Hey! Let me just say, it was low. Let me just say, many of us, when we've not learned how to walk in the fullness of joy, not just this, I'm just using this as an example. <laughs> Now, and it's true. This is a spiritual thing. When we try to shout for joy, it, it's like we're held back. It's like uh, you get on, the, get on the ground and the joy hits you. Or somebody, they don't, wanna, they don't want to let go. What, what's the first thing that happens when the joy comes on somebody and they got to laugh real big? They cover their mouth. Why? Here's why. Because a lot of times there's spiritual bondages in place. And what's actually the joy is trying to do is break through the bondage. It's trying to break through the bondage. And we're actually so used to being in bondage that what's normal for us is to cooperate with the bondage. And then the joy will actually, so don't cooperate with the bondage. Shout for joy. You want to try again? Hey! hey! <laughs> Amen. Not in bondage anymore. Amen. <laughs> so a lot of times what happens is what the joy is actually trying to get through you is a breaking of the yoke and a freedom coming to you instead of a bondage. That's actually what the spirit of liberty is trying to lead you in the freedom of. That you can express yourself. Express yourself. <laughs> That you can. Number of times in my life I ever thought I'd stand in front of a congregation and go, express yourself. None. None. It's never happened. Yet, here we are. Here we are. So many clips. So many clips. So we're sitting there in mad, bad, sad, and God's saying, son, rejoice. Daughter, rejoice. Now watch this. Re means to do it again. To do it again. 
right? That means that every son or daughter of God had joy at one point or else he couldn't say rejoice, put it on again. When did you have joy? As soon as you got born again. The joy of the Lord was given to you. It's a fruit that you can grow, but you had it. Everybody had the joy. Ah, Luke chapter 2. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Great joy is released through Jesus Christ. Great joy is released through Jesus Christ. And he says, look, he says, rejoice means this is a command. Put joy on. Put it on. Put it on. He's putting it on. He's putting it on. Guess what's going to happen? Freedom. The joy is a fruit, but it also walks right hand in hand with the spirit of freedom and an anointing that breaks every yoke. Did he fall out? Sweet. <laughs> he, he's all right. Let him sit there and cook. Let him sit there and cook. Here, let me help the cooking. <laughs> joy! Ha, 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 joy! Yeah. He needed a fresh firing. The joy is a command. Rejoice. Put it on. He's telling us, put it on. Rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice in Philippians 4 4. He says it twice. So nice, he said it twice. <laughs> Psalm 33 1 through 4. Sing for joy. It's a command. Sing for joy. Oh, you righteous ones. Praise is becoming to the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Not the lyre that tells lies, but the lyre, the instrument. Sing praises to him with a harp of ten, he got it, with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Listen, play skillfully. All right, buddy, here's your, here's your cue. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Hey! We've got to work on that. Hey! Hey, that was good. Amen. That gave me joy. A shout of joy. You imparted joy. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. Galatians 5.22, command, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Amen. Fruit of the Spirit song. Did another one fall out? He fall out twice. How you fall out when you're already on the floor? I don't know, but he did it. That's good. Let him be. He's good. He needs that. Ooh, you feel it? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> so, God wants our joy to be full. Joy is a command. It's a command. Now see, if you're not walking in joy, you're being disobedient. <laughs> That's so funny. You're being disobedient. Yep. If you're not walking in it, you're being disobedient. Like I'm smiling and I'm laughing every now and then. I really don't think this is that funny. What's happening? The joy, the anointing of joy. We're getting we're about there. We're about there. It's coming. You know what I know. 
It's only a matter of time. The joy command. And then watch this. How many people want to be like God? Tell, tell your neighbor, say, be like Jesus. Don't be like Dan. I see not everybody's seen the video, but all my impact people get it. Don't be like Dan. Dan's bad. You're the worst. What's the name? What's the name of that video? Honest preacher. Hey, find, put that up. Get it. Put it up on the screen. Don't be Dan Satan. Turn to your neighbor again. Just trust me. Be like Jesus. Don't be like Dan. Dan's the worst. Nobody's named Dan in here, are they? There's no, there's no Dan's online, I hope. Dan, get saved. Get healed and get delivered. And if you're hearing this, we love you. Call us, we'll help. We'll help. Obviously, I'm not talking about you personally because I don't even know you. But don't be like the guy in this video. When you got it ready, just put it up. I foresee in the natural this meeting coming completely unglued in about just a few minutes. Completely unglued. In the world's eye, out of order. In God's eye, he's just tickling his kids. Breaking them free. Giving them an anointing that breaks every yoke. An oil of joy in Jesus' name. Go for it. Back it up. Get the sound on. There we go. <laughs> Today's reading is from Proverbs. <laughs> if I may digress for a moment from my prepared message, I mean it when I say to you, you guys, sometimes you're bad. Don't be jerks. You're supposed to be good. I'm in my office every day, and somebody comes in, and they're like, hey, whoops. I'm like, don't. Dan, what is your deal? If anybody doesn't know, Dan is the worst. I took a vow to not say who was the worst, but it's Dan. You guys are making me look bad in front of God. What's that? Oh, look, it's Jesus. And he said, stop it. <laughs> the word of the Lord. Tell your neighbor... Be like Jesus. Don't be like Dan. Dan's the worst. <laughs> How many of y'all want to be like Jesus? Yeah? How many of you want to be godly? Now how can God tell you to be full of joy? <laughs> Woo, that was a new note. <laughs> How can he tell you to be full of joy and that be ungodly? Unglued.
You were. <laughs> Bring them up here. I guess now's as good a time as any. <laughs> hey, glory to <laughs> Hallelujah. like three months ago, six months ago, she's like, what kind of church is this? Now she is that church. Joy! Woo. I can tell you, we're a free church. Free by the spirit of freedom. The Holy Spirit. That's a new one. Didn't I read commands in the Old Testament? Didn't I read commands in the Old Testament that Jesus would have known and had to follow concerning joy? It said, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. If Jesus didn't do that, he'd have been sinning. And he's not like Dan. It says shout for joy. He had to shout for joy to be obedient. Psalm 33. Hey! Sing for joy with a shout of joy. Jesus had to be in joy or else he'd be disobedient. Right? And we know if he was in joy, the Father had to be in joy because he never did anything but what he saw the Father do. So that means God's in joy. Do you reckon God sits up in heaven with a shout of joy? Hey! 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 Joy. I know, I know Psalm 2 says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. Woo! Nehemiah 8.10 The joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalm 16.11 In His presence is fullness of joy. You think God's going to be sitting there like a sourpuss and you're going to be rolling on the floor? No, He's going to be sitting there in fullness of joy imparting Himself to you. <laughs> like He's doing through me tonight. Psalm 45, 6 through 7. He's going to be anointed with the oil of joy. His anointing is joy. It's joy. She got full with joy. Now she's got to go let it go. <laughs> Woo, joy. The anointing of joy. I wonder whose mom that is. <laughs> Ooh, now I'm having fun. With joy we shall draw from the wells of salvation. When we start flowing in joy, we start being saved in the areas that Jesus has paid for. With joy, say it with me. With joy we draw... From the wells of salvation. With what? Joy. Joy. Amen. If anybody picked on you while you were gone, it's not my fault. <laughs> Romans 15, 13. Listen to this. Now may the God of hope, the God of hope, what is hope? Joy. Confidence, expectation. He's a God of joy. A God of joy. 
And let me just show you something. That little outburst of joy you had a second ago, that's not normal. Like, you don't just sit at home or go in the bank and just, like, bust out like that. That little outburst of joy you had, that's not normal. That's, that's not worldly normal. That's the Holy Ghost doing something, breaking us free, bringing us salvation with a bucket of joy, right? That shout of joy, the second one. That's not, that's not normal. <laughs> this, it's not normal. It doesn't happen to earthly people, but it does happen to godly people. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Now may the God of hope or the God of joy fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope, abound in that joy, in confidence, in an expectation. God wants you overflowing with a joy. He wants you overflowing with a confidence and a boldness, overflowing with an expectation. Hallelujah. That's what he wants. How do we do it? We decide to not just be satisfied with the location of happiness, but we decide to enter a state of joy and stay there and put it on, no matter what mad, bad, sad says or feels like. Lord, I put on joy. And even in the mist, mist of the valley of the shadow of darkness, shadow of death, even in the midst of mad, bad, sad, I can still have joy and a calmness because I know whose I am and whom I serve. Like Paul on that ship in the middle of the death storm, I know whose I am and whom I serve. I know whose I am and who am I serve. And I put on joy because I know I'm in him. He's got me. I'm overflowing with his joy. 1 Peter 1.8, listen to this. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice. Put on joy again in great measure. On purpose. Put on joy again in great measure. And what will happen is with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Full of glory of God. Full of glory means the goodness of God. Moses said, show me your glory. He said, I'll cause my goodness to pass before you. Put on great rejoicing. Greatly put on joy again. And you will be filled with joy inexpressible. And full of the goodness of God. Full of the goodness of God. It's time to be filled with joy. It's time to be filled with joy. <laughs> Psalms 126, 1 through 6. Hear this. Yeah. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Many of us, the majority of our life, we've been held captive outside of the state of joy. We were captive on the other side, without joy. But God's bringing us back to who he is, to what he has planned for us. He's bringing us back to his state, his place, his position. He's bringing us back to the place of joy, the place of joy. The Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion. We were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. And then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. See, when you can put on joy, when the devil's trying to steal your joy, when you can put on joy, when the devil's trying to steal your joy, when he's trying to steal a joyful season, and you put on joy, you put on some hope, all of a sudden the people around you are going to start saying, there's something different with them. I don't know it. I don't explain it. It might even look foolish to me, but inside of them, they might not say it, but inside of them, their spirit longs for it. And even inside of them, they'll say, the Lord's done great things for them. How else can they sit here 
in the midst of something like this and have joy. Have a calmness, a delight in the Lord. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. That's a manifestation of that joy. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. Now, I want you to see this. We think, okay, well, I'm here now, and I'm in tears, and I'm just planting. But one day, I'll be in joyful shouting. That's one way to look at it. I don't think that's what it's saying because of the fullness of the Scripture says that we draw with joy, right? We draw. In other words, while I'm sitting here in tears sowing one day and I recognize mad, bad, sad, all of a sudden at one point I say, wait a minute. Oh, the Lord's taking me out of here. I'm going to harvest with a joyful shout. And you start shouting joyfully now in the middle of mad, bad, sad. And all of a sudden, you'll have joy the rest of your days. You'll walk in a perpetual harvest of God's joy. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again. How will he come again? With a shout of joy bringing his sheaves with him. It's time for us to dream again. It's time for us to be free. It's time for us to walk in the fullness of joy, not to be held back. It's time for us to walk in the liberty of a spirit of joy. It's time for us to be filled with hope again. It's a time and a season where everybody else, the devil's stealing their joy, but he won't steal it from us. We'll put on the joy again. We'll put on his goodness, walk in his glory, inexpressible joy. Hallelujah. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, it's time. Thank you, Father. 